Ho, ho, ho. Sagnar, what's up, y'all? It's Mike Byatt, and you are listening to the first episode of Eddie and Mike Peasy's Log. Who's Peasy? Well, of course, I'm Peasy. The name actually started from my gamer tag, my username, or whatever from back in the day. Um, MLPZ. I actually still use that if y'all um, want to follow me on PlayStation Network or Xbox Live. But, um, yeah, MLPZ, MLP33ZY. Um, that's just a name that I came up with. Obviously, it was in that era of the Lil Wayne with the Wheezies and E40, a Snoop off the Heezies. Like, it just, it just kind of happened like that. And then on top of that, um, I've realized that, or I found out that one of my favorite players, um, Joy Porter, former linebacker from the Steelers, his nickname was Peasy too. And I honestly didn't know until after I had came up with the name. But nevertheless, that's who Peasy is. It's me. That's the background of the name. And um, yeah, as far as the show... I told Eddie, and I might even say it on the show when I first started, like, my whole plan was for us to be, when I say us, Eddie and Mike, was to be, like, a a dominant tag team. But at the same time, we can still be individual. And my goal has always been for Eddie to have his own individual show where he can do what he wanted to do. And for me to um, continue my own individual show so I can do what I wanted to do. But, um, you know, life happens and he got busy, I got busy, and the show kind of faded off a little bit. But, like, we never planned on stopping or planned on stopping. Um, We're just in a transition right now. We're trying to um, keep this thing going. And until we're able to do it more consistently, y'all just going to have to be a little bit more patient with us. Having said that, um, I just wanted to get this stuff off my chest real quick. Um, Let's talk about the Commanders first, man. And that disappointing game from Sunday. It was was a lot, man. Like, I I went into the game kind of feeling uneasy. And then on top of that, like, Everybody started getting injured, it seems. Even Montez Sweat left the game towards the end with a concussion. And, yeah, it was it was a lot, man. Like, that game was a lot. We should have lost. I'm going to be honest with y'all. We did not play well enough to win. Definitely should have lost. But I think... Sunday's game was actually more about the Giants and how they kind of fell into their record and less about Washington and how they've been playing. Because the Giants, like, I'm not scared of them. Like, there's nothing they did on Sunday that made me scared of them. The only thing, and I guess I'll explain or talk about it later, but... The only thing that really annoyed me was something that I expected to happen and I can't believe that it happened was the defense's inability to stop Daniel Jones. But pause that for a second. I want to start with the offense, man. And Once again, they were only able to muster up 20 points 
And this time it it, it led to a tie. Should have been an L with the way the offense played. And it's not even that they played bad. It's just they have firepower. They have the firepower. They just don't have the quarterback to take advantage of that firepower. And what we learned on Sunday is that the offensive line is still jacked up. It's not a deep offensive line, first of all. So when you come into the game missing starters already, and then you leave the game missing two more starters, it's no it's no wonder Haneke was sacked five times, man. Like, you got a suspect quarterback. And, like, I'm going to be real. Yes, Haneke is 5-1-1 um, and one as a starter this season, and he's leading the team and all that. But... Look at his PFF stats. Look at the total QBR from ESPN. Look at his traditional stats. Look at the turnover where he plays. Like, every measurable, every single measurable, statistically, that you can use against Heineke is, is not favored for him. Like, it doesn't do any favors for him. So, having said that, I still don't think it's time to pull him for once. The offense, for as limited as it is, because of the offensive line and their inability to pass protect like an average NFL team, it's better to just leave Haneke as the starting quarterback simply because he's more mobile than Carson Wentz. And because he's more mobile, it allows him to escape the pocket when the pressure comes, and that'll help him make more plays. Am I happy? No, because this is something that should have been worked on in the offseason. They didn't pay enough attention to it. By they, I mean the commander's front office. So, here we are, December 7th, and we're on a bye week, and the offense is still struggling. Like, they can't score. They cannot score. And I know you're like, oh, but they're winning games. It's not sustainable. We just saw that on Sunday, bruh. We just saw that Bama stuff on Sunday. They cannot win with the way they're playing um, consistently. Or it's not sustainable. At some point, the offense is going to have to step up. I don't blame the players, like, 100%, though. Or, nor do I blame the front office for not addressing it. Uh, well, no, I do blame them. They should get the most blame. The front office definitely gets the most blame for not um, making sure the old line was ready to rock this season because it was never ready. From injuries to um, skill, it was never ready. They tried to replace it with two old heads, and nah, it's, it's not going to work. So, nevertheless, um, we cannot absolve Scott Turner from any excuses or any, um, like, it's a problem with him and this play calling, too. I don't like when we get to the two-yard line, the opposing team's two-yard line, and he starts to get cute. Now, don't get me wrong. Heineke missed, like, two touchdowns on in the red zone. That was eight points we should have had. Matter of fact, 12 points if you count the underthrow to Terry McLaurin that um, the refs initially called a pass interference but picked the flags up. 
So, like, Heineke definitely cost us some points. Having said that, knowing that Heineke struggles with um, accuracy issues, especially in the red zone, I don't know why this happens. I would do what I can to get the ball out of his hand as quick as possible. Rather, that's a run and play or a jet sweep or a zone read or something. Like, get him to get the ball out of his hand as quick as possible in the red zone. And I feel like Scott Turner is not taking advantage of that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, it's it's not winning football offensively, straight up. If they think they can beat any team in the playoffs simply by running the ball and playing defense, bruh, it's not the 90s. You're going to have to throw the ball at some point. And I know Rivera, he said in his press conference that they'll throw the ball when they need to throw the ball. That's some bull, bruh. That's some straight-up bull. You got Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dawson, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, who's not quite healthy. Cole Turner, who's still young. Like, I understand the tight ends are suspect, but they're still better than average, I feel like. I know Haneke is limited, but he can play some ball. I feel like with a better coordinator, Washington would perform better offensively. But Scott Turner, he's he's playing himself, man. Like, this is not the coordinator that I thought could become the head coach of the Commanders. And I know my man Dan, shout out to my man Daniel, um, he was, like, telling me for, like, since we hired Scott Turner that um, he was trash because he lives in Carolina, so he got a up-close and personal view with Turner. But, bruh, I'm just saying, like, you can see that he can move the ball. Like, the ball is always moving with Scott Turner. It's just these few small instances where he can't seem to stay out his own way. And it's the most frustrating thing that I think I've ever seen from an offensive coordinator. Especially when you take into account that I've seen some of the greatest offenses um, ever. And I don't say that, like, tongue-in-cheek. Um, when I was younger, I, I saw Joe Gibbs. He came back in '04, and I saw him again. Like you can't, you cannot say that um, what Joe Gibbs did for the run game in the '80s um, still doesn't take into account the, um, today. Speaking of the run game, Mike Shanahan, I got an up close and personal view with that. And then later on, when Kyle Shanahan started to um, put his thumbprint on the offense uh, from 2010 to 2013. Um, Sean McVay, he took over after Cowles um, left. And that offense was explosive with Kirk Garcon, um, Jackson, Crowder, Reed. Like, that offense was amazing. And I'll even give you Kevin O'Connell, bruh. Like, he's the only coordinator that was able to show you a glimpse of Dwayne Haskins' true potential. So to go from all these offensive coordinators who were able to get the best out of their players to go to Scott Turner, who's getting almost the best out of his players, it's kind of frustrating, especially 
when you got a defense like the Commanders got. Like, it's it's amazing what happened with the Commanders defense over the last two months or so. It don't make any daggone sense. It's like, as soon as they traded or benched William Jackson or whatever, the entire unit got better. On Sunday against the Giants, it kind of, how can I say it? I took a step back, only because I really feel like not having Benjamin St. Juice at corner, it messed the whole defense up. Kristen Holmes, he's a rookie. A six or seven round pick at that. Like, I don't know why they didn't start Danny Johnson in this room, but it is what it is, man. Can't cry with spilled milk, but even with the mistakes that they had, the defense still played well enough. They held the Giants to 20 points in 70 minutes. Um, but the reason they got those 20 points was simply because they could not stop the run when they needed to. I think Daniel Jones ran for four or five first downs on Sunday. Like, it was just too much and I just don't understand why this team struggles with mobile quarterbacks and the wild part is it's not just a Del Rio thing it seemed like ever since mobile quarterbacks starting to get popular in the NFL that we've struggled stopping them (laughs) like it don't matter if it was Cordell Stewart or Steve McNair or Vic or Cunningham or um, more recently uh, Mariota gave us fits. Eli gave us fits. Justin Fields I think he's had like 70 yards on us. Um, Tannehill gave us fits this season. Like we cannot stop mobile quarterbacks and it's so freaking frustrating. And I don't know like like I don't know about defensive schemes as much as Del Rio, so I don't, like, I'm not telling them how to call his defenses. But at some point, I just don't understand why don't you apply a spy to Daniel Jones and Marcus Mariota, quarterbacks that aren't known for their passes, man. They straight up are not known for their passes. You have talented players that can spy him. Jamin Davis was basically doing it against Hurts. Um, both games, matter of fact, against the Eagles. So, I don't know. Like, it's so confusing. But John Allen and Deron Payne is just destroying Bama's this season. Payne, I think he's officially leading the team now with eight and a half sacks. He had two on Sunday. Um, like the Bama, whatever they give him, whatever contract he signs, he earned it this season, like straight up. The Bama's a beast. Um, reminded me of why he was one of my favorite players coming out of college. Like, that's just my guy. Like, and even off the field, like, he seems like he's a chill, cool dude. So, 
Um, shout out to Deron Payne. Shout out to John Allen, the leader of the defense. Um, he's giving out a hundred tickets for Sunday's uh, next Sunday night's game versus the Giants. Um, it was moved from Saturday to Sunday night. So yeah, shout out to them too, man. Um, I wasn't thrilled with Cam Curl's first half, but he kind of finished the game strong. And, yeah, I, I have no complaints on the defense other than their inability to stop Daniel Jones and um, starting Christian Holmes over Danny Johnson. Like, they realized during the game that, that they made a mistake when they pinched um, Holmes for Johnson. But, um, yeah, that's about it for defense, man. They really did their thing. Like, I know Barkley got off a little bit, but um, all things said, like, they held the team to 20 points in 70 minutes. They played well enough to win, in my opinion. Uh, special teams, Joy Sly, he missed a field goal during the game. But, um, hey, like... The man's been pretty much automatic since October, so, like, he missed one. Oh, well, it shouldn't have came down to him anyway. So, I'll give him a sly, no point, um, no pun intended, I'm sorry. Um, Tressway did this thing. The return game was just awful, though. Like, just uh, between Gibson and um, the Bama from Erickson, former Bengals receiver, um, both of them made some questionable decisions. Erickson caught a ball on the five that probably would have bounced in the end zone for a touchback. And um, Gibson thought a ball was going to bounce, a kickoff was bounce, going, going to bounce in the end zone for a touchback, and it kind of died when it hit the ground. And then he ran backwards when he picked it up. Like it was, it was just a mess. And then I think they held. Um, on a kickoff return that backed us up in overtime that um, cost us some yards that could have attempted a field goal. So um, not a good game for the special teams on offense. And, yeah, I'm glad they have a week to shore up. I mean, an extra week to shore up them things because that, that Giants game on Sunday night is crucial. They have to win that. They really, really have to win that. And, um... Yeah, as far as the rest of the NFL goes, I guess I'll end PZ Slog talking about um, my top five teams right now. In no order. I just want to talk about five teams that I think are playing exceptionally well. We have to start with the Cowboys. Um, They're just crushing stuff right now. Beat the brakes out the Vikings. Beat the brakes out the um, Colts. They got the Texans next. I know they lost that game against the Packers, but I mean, this Rodgers versus the Cowboys it just seems like he has their number. Um, player for player, unit for unit, result for result, game to game, the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. Um,. I was telling my guy today that um, they're the only team, I said in the NFC, but it might be in the NFL. Um, no, I can't say that because Buffalo fits in this criteria. 
but I'll say that the Cowboys are the only team with a dominant defense that has an offense that can be equally as dominant as their defense. When you talk about Dak, Zeke, Pollard, Schultz, Lamb, Gallup, it's a nice crew, man. Now, call me biased or whatever, but I do feel like the Commanders has a better set of skill weapons. The Cowboys, they had an edge at tight end, and they have a slight edge at running back. But when it comes to receivers, give me the Commanders every day that start with a Y. I mean, I end with a Y, I'm sorry. Nevertheless, um, with the first from the offense, is the quarterback and the offensive line, and that's what makes the Cowboys dangerous. They have a top, mm, let's say top 10, top 10 quarterback, top 10 offensive line. Skill weapons are probably top 10. Like, their offense is performing the way it needs to perform. I definitely think that Bama, um, Kellen Moore, is going to be a coach next season. Um, he's proven that he can succeed with weapons. So, yeah. Um, but defensively, Michael Parsons, he's the defensive player of the year. Like, it's, I don't understand why it's a conversation about who's up and running for it. You take him out of that Cowboys defense and they don't perform the way they perform. Are they a good defense without him? Maybe. But with them... Like, the dude is a freak. Like, he's everything that they said he would be coming out of college. He probably shouldn't have dropped. I really feel like the Cowboys planted that story about um, him in the locker room. <laughs> but um, we just want to continue on. So I got the Cowboys on the top five. Um, Buffalo. Buffalo's still up there, man. As long as they have Josh Allen, as long as they have Sean McDermott, I'm always going to say that they have a shot. And right now they're the one seed in the AFC, so the winner speaks for itself. Um, the two seed in the AFC and another top five team of mine, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, sure, they just lost to one of the team, another team in my top five that I'll talk about next, but um, they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Andy Reid. It's the same story. You got a good quarterback. You got, I mean, sorry, you have an elite quarterback and an elite coach. I'm always going to um, ride with you or say that you're in the upper echelons of the team. Um, but we got to start talking about the Bengals, bro. And that's the fourth team right now. Like, they are beating Bamas. I believe they beat Buffalo and Kansas City this season. They lost a lot, but seems like they're clicking at the right time. Chase is starting to come back from his injury. Um, they'll get Higgins back soon as well. Um, Mixon, I think he's out for another game or two. Don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, like, Barrow is that dude. And the fact that they were able to take out Kansas City, um, it doesn't surprise me at all. They are definitely um, – going to make some noise in the playoffs. Like, no team is going to be able to easily take these mammoths out. And um, my fifth and final team, I'm going to give it to Philly. Don't get me wrong. Um, the Vikings are playing some good football right now, but um, what the Eagles are doing is spectacular. I can't take nothing away from the Bamas. 
Uh, do I think they're better than the Cowboys? I guess we'll see on Christmas Eve. But as of right now, they're the one seed in the NFC. The Super Bowl goes through them. And, um, yeah, like, it is what it is. I, I like Hurts. I like Sanders and um, A.J. Brown. Love uh, Smith. Um, yeah, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Hopefully they can take out the Giants on Sunday. That'll really, really help Washington um, as far as the playoff goes. And, yeah, I can talk more, but that's it for PZ's log, man. Like, it's really what the title says. I'll just jump on here like I'm doing this on my cell phone. Like, that's how much I care about it. That's that I don't care. I'm going to make sure I give y'all some good stuff. But, I mean, it's just a quick, yeah, it's a log. PZ's log. And um, hope y'all have a good Thursday. And I'm going to holler at y'all next week probably. Maybe Eddie and Mike will be back. Maybe it'll be PZ's log. Maybe Eddie will have his own joint runner. But <laughs> anyway, I'm going to holler at y'all. Y'all have a great day, great week, weekend, or whatever. Peace out.